0: Welcome back to the pumps and systems podcast. I'm your host, Drew Champlin, managing editor of pumps and systems magazine. You can visit us on the web at pumpsandsystems.com. Today, we will hit the basics and talk about sizing a pump with Abhijit Jain of Atlas Copco, and he's nice enough to let me call him AJ on the podcast. Everybody in, in the industry knows him as AJ, so... You can search for the Pumps and Systems podcast and subscribe on any podcast platform such as Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, and more. Uh, Just go to any one of those apps, type in Pumps and Systems, and you'll find it. And you can uh, subscribe and listen to all the other episodes of the podcast. We're at more than 70 right now. You can go to pumpsandsystems.com slash podcast if you just want to go to it from our main website. Our presenting sponsor for this podcast is Atlas Copco. You will hear more about them on the in the podcast in a few minutes, uh, but visit them on the web at atlascopco.com, A-T-L-A-S-C-O-P-C-O.com. Uh, now let's get to the podcast and bring on AJ. AJ, how are you doing this morning?
1: Very good, Drew. How about you?
0: I am fantastic. Uh, before we get into sizing a pump, why don't you tell us a little bit about your background uh, in the industry at Atlas Copco, what you do there, and, and any other pertinent information you want to share about your life.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I started in industry back in uh, 2006, uh, professionally born and brought up into Atlas Copco. I'm a mechanical engineer by qualification. have uh, done various roles in Atlas Copco. I started in India, six years in India, various functions, then moved to our headquarters in Belgium. I spent some time over there in the headquarters. And then in U.S. since 2018 and in U.S. I started with uh, uh, one of the sister branch of Atlas Copco, Chicago Pneumatics and American Pneumatic too. And for the last one and a half years, I'm leading uh, pump business in U.S. and Canada as VP Business Line Manager. Uh, So happy to be with you over here, Drew.
0: Well, let's get to the first basic question uh, as it pertains to sizing a pump. How important is sizing a pump and what can go wrong if the pump is not sized correctly?
1: Well, I think it's uh, one-on-one basic uh, and pump is very special in that regard when it comes to sizing because it can have – quite uh, intense effects it's not like compressors or generators but pump it's very special to give you an example there can be three aspects uh, which would majorly uh, get impacted because of the pump uh, sizing the first one definitely the efficiency uh, what you deliver to the application in terms of fuel or electricity consumption the second is definitely the overall uh, efficiency to the application in itself but the third is which is most crucial if the pump is not sized correct what would happen uh, to the overall application, there might be, to give you an example, if you are doing a bypass and if you have not done sizing properly, there might be a leakage on the side, there might be uh, a huge impact uh, when you are in the mining side that you are not able to pump the water out, the mine can be get flooded. So aspect of pump sizing in, towards the application is quite crucial. Towards the application, it can have quite the consequences if not sized properly uh, in the neighborhood surroundings with flooding or uh, sewage coming out and so on but at the same time uh, it does impact uh, the efficiency and also uh, the reliability of the pump suppose if you have not sized it properly the pump and if it starts to cavitate it can fail as well so uh, i think uh, sizing when it comes to the pump side of it is very crucial and you have to look for it uh, Quite uh,
0: cautiously. Yeah, I know cavitation is obviously something we don't want in our pumps, so uh, make sure you get this pump sized uh, properly. Let's talk a little bit about how this is done. Um, AJ, what calculations are needed to determine the size of the pump you need for lift and for distance?
1: Yeah, again, a very complex topic. I try to be brief uh, uh, for a single hose uh, in uh, like be We all want to hear you talk. Please do. <laughs> for sure, I think. Uh, uh, the three basic principles of sizing of the pump is first, what's the flow? You know, what you have to pump, how much uh, gallons per minute you want to take it out. Uh, second is definitely the distance, uh, how long that water has to be moved. The third is from where you have to pump that particular water because that would decide your suction head and so on. So I think uh, these three are the basic principles. But then from applications to application, complex projects to complex uh, situation the entire calculation changes and uh, sometimes experts has to come in uh, before you have to do uh, uh, the uh, sizing uh, to give you an example uh, of sewer bypass job uh, if you look at the consumption or the flow uh, what you get can be uh, uh, cyclic uh, what i mean by saying is in the morning the flow increases dramatically compared to you know in the night so you have to look at that particular uh, calculations as well into aspect when you are basically looking at uh, different sizes of the pumps or the application. So it's quite crucial. Uh, depends again on application to application. Okay. but the three three basic principles remains unchanged, you know.
0: It's time to hear a word from our sponsor. Atlas Copco's Power Technique business Area provides air, power, and flow solutions through products such as mobile compressors, pumps, light towers, and generators, along with a number of complementary products. It also offers specialty rental and provides services through a dedicated global network. Power Technique innovates for sustainable productivity across multiple industries, including construction, manufacturing, oil and gas, and exploration drilling. The business area is headquartered in Belgium. Product development and manufacturing units are located in Europe, Asia, South America, and North America. Visit them on the web at atlascopco.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-C-O-P-C-O.com. Now we will return you to the podcast. Well, AJ, so how important are uh, performance curves and how turns in your pump line, uh, how can they affect your flow?
1: Well, the performance curves in itself, uh, you know, explain uh, the limitations, uh, what that pump can do. You know, basically, if you look at any pump, uh, there is a a duty cycle and there is limitations on the left side of the curve or the right side of the curve. And both of those left and uh, extreme right are not very uh, healthy way to operate a pump. So the performance curves are uh, basically the aspect towards the application where if you size it correctly, you can design your system as efficient as you can. So if you overlook that, uh, there is a saying in the pump world, give me the best pump in the market and uh, I can break it. Uh, At the same time, you have to also see that uh, uh, over a period of time, there is always a wear and tear in the pumps and uh, uh, the performance curves are also based on How long and how abused the pump are towards the application uh, might change the performance of the machine. So you have to always try to look at back uh, based on your application. So as I mentioned in the beginning, uh, in the pump world, applications and knowing and understanding those applications can be very, very crucial.
0: You mentioned this a little bit, but uh, as far as wear and tear on the internal systems and on the seals, how would that affect the sizing of a pump?
1: Yeah, I think uh, we all have to see in the pumps, uh, because if you look at, if you're operating the pumps uh, uh, on the duty point, which is very healthy, the lifetime of the pump uh, is always uh, uh, very, very long. But uh, that's not the perfect world we live in, right? So the perfect uh, world is something which we have to always try to apply to make it uh, running, but due to the forces, uh, you know, there's impellers wear uh, over a period of time, seals wear over a period of time, the shafts has forces on it, which also impact the performance curves on the machine. So over, based on the condition the pump has been used on, uh, the performance curves uh, over a period of time deteriorate, and uh, one has to be mindful of that because if you're uh, doing, say, again, I'm coming back to. Uh, Uh, sewer bypass because people in our industry can connect it back uh, quite well. So if you are coming back to sewer bypass and if your pump is deteriorated and uh, there is a wear and tear and suppose it's a peak period of time and you are not able to pump all the sewer outside, we don't need uh, in our neighborhood any leaking water or sewage, right? So it's quite important to uh, observe it from time to time.
0: Well, AJ, how can connected equipment be a benefit to determining what size pump you need for the job? Well,
1: I think uh, it's definitely getting more and more importance because with the shared economy, it's one thing which is clear is that rental is going to be the future and uh, connected equipment helps in predicting the unpredicted. We all live in a world which is very uncertain and everybody in business wants predictability and connected equipment is one of the Next thing to bring that particular predictability, you can uh, basically uh, predict when the pump is going to go into the maintenance side of it, which can be planned quite well, or uh, you can also uh, look at various wear and tear the pump goes through uh, and you can also basically predict on how the performance curves would be uh, coming onto that particular pump over a period of time. But at the same time with the connected equipment, you can also balance out if you have a system of pump on application side. To give you an example, Caesar the bypass. There are 10 pumps, say for instance,
0: uh, designed
1: as a system with the connected equipment, you can balance out those 10 pumps running together so that you can basically ensure that the, all the pumps are uh, taking the workload and uh, they are working towards the duty cycle. All this is possible nowadays with technology which is connected equipment. Uh, so basically, if you look at uh, how to use the machine towards the application, uh, very good insight with connected equipment. Right maintenance, right movement of time, very much possible with connected equipment, and definitely something uh, you know uh, with intelligence uh, which we have empowered in our product as well with liquid intelligence. You can also auto correct the pump towards the application, so you know you can monitor but also throttle the pumps to operate at the right. Uh, 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 level of performance
0: uh, uh, towards the application. Okay. Yeah, I know uh, you guys over at Atlas Copco, you're big on uh, sustainability, and I had a chance to go to one of your events in April of this year about uh, related to sustainability. So how are electrification and sustain- sustainability, uh, how, how would they be maybe perceived to be the future of pumping solutions as it pertains to sizing a pump?
1: Oh, for sure. I think uh, in Atlas Copco, whatever we do, it's kind of our brand promise of committed to sustainable productivity and electrification is uh, something which is inevitable. And uh, we have a full lineup uh, of electrification, but uh, for the industry, I think uh, if you look at uh, uh, electrification, uh, the motor, uh, the electric motor definitely is much more efficient than diesel engine. Uh, it uh, definitely Uh, helps us in reducing the energy bill by uh, at least 50%. uh, Some applications you can even have much more efficiency out of it. Carbon footprints are much more lower. But in terms of uh, the overall sizing with variable frequency drive, you can also modulate uh, various pumps to multiple applications. So if you have uh, connected equipment on top of uh, electric uh, pumps, it gives you a a versatility which can help you to basically modulate and use the pumps for tons of application by just uh, changing the speed. Um, I think electrification in general uh, would help us uh, for also reducing the total cost of ownership because uh, in in the pumps, if you would see only uh, uh, maintenance, which is uh, uh, timed out, is the engine maintenance. Uh, You have to do engine maintenance every 500 hours. But in case of electric motor, there is no maintenance uh, virtually uh, on, uh, there is definitely something regreasing and other things needed after years of operation. But uh, if you look at uh, that uh, uh, predictive uh, maintenance side of it, it's much less complex with electric uh, 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 pumps and uh, with connected equipment on top of it. Uh, I think uh, we now know how to predict uh, when to even work on uh, wear rings, wear plates, and and shops. So overall, I think uh, sustainability with electric pumps is going to be very, very rapid. Uh, but on the other hand, I see multiple applications, and I'm going to give an example on uh, frac sites. Uh, I think uh, there, uh, nowadays, what we are doing and what our industry is doing, they are using basically a gas generator. Uh, in middle of nowhere and while they are fracking, they are generating the gas which they are converting into electricity and they are using electric pumps and electric uh, compressors to basically run through that entire frack site. So now they have to only manage one engine rather than managing multiple engines. So quite uh, a change which would come towards the sustainability with electrification.
0: Okay, AJ, so obviously you need to size the pump correctly, but uh if the pump is sized wrong and it is put into use, what can be done to make it right or or is it pretty much you gotta get a new pump? What what are the steps to take to correct it if you if you size the pump wrong?
1: Yeah, various manufacturers have different solutions. Now, most of the manufacturers are offering only monitoring uh, as a service. So now with Atlas Copco, we offer a liquid intelligence, which is not only monitoring, but also helps you to basically auto correct the pumps in the operation. So basically, if you are working on a remote side, your connected equipment, With that couple liquid intelligence and you realize that hey you know the pump sizing was not done properly and now it's going to be impacting the performance either of the pump or towards the application and you have to modulate the pump to run it extreme right extreme left or you know to the duty cycle uh, depending on the situation you can do that uh, sitting at your office uh, in front of your pc so that's the power of connected equipment which comes out of it uh, uh, towards the application
0: okay Yeah, so is that basically it these days? You know, I guess maybe 20 years ago, if you sized the pump wrong, you probably were in a world of hurt. But now, generally in the industry, is remote monitoring a much bigger – not just you guys, but especially in the industry, remote monitoring is a better way to kind of solve the problems or at least fix them.
1: Yeah, monitoring definitely helps you to basically uh, monitor and do – corrective actions probably in a rapid way but uh, you know one step further is is there an artificial intelligence which helps the the pump to auto correct uh, as well at the same time uh, you are monitoring it so the liquid intelligence is more about that
0: okay Uh, and and I guess if you were teaching the young industry a young engineer in the industry things about sizing a pump what are some of the main things you would want to to push to those guys who are just uh just getting started when it, just learning how to size a pump.
1: my team i have quite some young young members and uh, what i tell them is always that uh, the more you spend time at the application side the more you would run the key variable because When it comes to the application in the pumping world, it's not only the pump which determines on how the operation would be, but it is also the hoses and from where and how long distance, the elevation. There are multiple criteria which changes the entire dynamics on the pumping side. Uh, Pump as an equipment is just the heart of the overall system, but there can be various uh, variable uh, aspects. Uh, I think uh, the young members of our industry wants to have much more digital control. Uh, the world is also more about uh, instant gratification. So everybody, when there is a problem, they want to have a solution now uh, and not wait, because uh, most of our infrastructure projects are also time-bounded. So my message to you, uh, the young members would be, it's a complex world uh, of pumps. Uh, the more you spend time on the application, The more you would learn and the more you would learn, the more you would be able to play with the technology aspect, which was not available to us when we were growing. But uh, for you, it would be at your disposal. So I think uh, spend time on the application side is what I would say as the first message to the guys. And uh, the philosophy of uh, uh, sizing still remains the old. I think uh, uh, that won't change because those are the laws of physics which goes into it. I think, I think the control digitally on those and the tools which are available to empower you to do um, uh, it much more faster are available. It's just a matter of understanding um, the. um, I would say uncertain uh, side of it, which you only learn by spending time on application. So that would be my key message to the. Okay.
0: Well, that's a great way to wrap up this this episode of the Pumps and Systems podcast. Uh, AJ, thanks you so much for your spending your your time and sharing your knowledge to our listeners.
1: Thanks, too. Thanks for having me over uh, this podcast. Really
0: enjoyed. All right, and that will wrap up this episode of the Pumps and Systems podcast. You can. Uh, Search and subscribe any podcast platforms such as Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I want to thank AJ for his time and his expertise. And I want to thank our presenting sponsor, Atlas Copco. Visit them on the web at atlascopco.com, atlascopco.com. You can email me, the host, Drew Champlin, D-C-H-A-M-P-L-I-N at C-A-H-A-B-A-M-E-D-I-A dot com dchamplin at cahabamedia.com. Would love to hear what you got to say about the podcast, or if you want to suggest a listener or suggest a topic for us to talk about. We'd love to hear what any of our listeners have to say. Until next time, thank you so much for listening.